Hello, podcast peeps. I am coming to you, oh, with a story and with just very blissful energy right now. Um, And what's really cool is today's episode is really about me sharing my journey with birth control and how my relationship with my body has changed and my relationship with God has changed throughout my birth control journey. And I am on day one of my period today. And, you know, it's, I literally just realized that like beautiful synchronicity as I was like feeling quite low energy and not super, you know, oh, I want to share today. Um, And then it hit me that what a perfect day to share this story because um, really feeling my energy today and how it is very much affected by my cycle feels really special to me, unlike how it used to feel (laughs) when my period used to be a burden and a pain in the ass, and just like a frustration. And um, my relationship to my body and to my period and to my pussy has dramatically shifted, and I'm still on this journey, and it just feels like, wait, how perfect, and how perfect that I'm actually interviewing a bunch of women this week about their journey with birth control as I will be bleeding. Like, that's pretty damn cool, you know? And I think it's pretty damn cool that I find this pretty damn cool and can say this on a podcast now when I'm not even kidding a year ago, I don't think I would have been able to say this. I don't think I would have been able to say the word pussy on a podcast. I mean, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. That's the truth. And, um, I have so many feels right now. I can feel them like bubbling in my chest. Uh, um, and I'm just, I, today has been a day of, there was a lot of actual like bubbling energy a few hours ago. And I just did a practice with myself that really let go of a lot of it through a lot of sobbing tears. And I'm in that like really peaceful, blissful state after the grief moves right now. And it's really nice. And I can describe it as like that feeling of not wanting to be anywhere else. I'm not sure if you can like relate to that of when before there's like an emotional release of some sort or you're kind of feeling in a bit of agitation or distraction. I notice the pattern happening when I'm like looking for my phone a lot. I'm scrolling mindlessly. I'm having a hard time focusing it's the sign that there's like this energy kind of bubbling under the surface that isn't being moved properly and it isn't being held properly either. And when I do my practices and I have a variety of them that I do, um, it gives that energy an opportunity to move through my system, which often comes out in emotion. And then it's like, I finally find the landing spot of, <sighs> 
And it feels great to be recording from this space rather than the space I was in a few hours ago. So welcome. Welcome to Katie's Blissed Out Red Tent uh, period party podcast episode. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. This episode is the beginning of a series I'm actually doing. And it just really made sense for me to uh, share my story first and sort of how this series came to life because as with all of my work, it just sort of emerges from the ethers in some way and I follow it and I I tend to it and I go, let's see where this goes and it's going to take us. And, um, you know, birth control is not a huge focus of mine. Our relationship to our birth control, like that's not a big piece of my work. It's not a huge part of my journey from a, um, a standpoint of there being a ton of challenges, there being a dramatic transformation. Like it's not huge in my life. And I was just reflecting last weekend on really how when you're working with the subtleties and the subtle energies of your body, everything matters. Everything matters. And um, on my journey personally, it wasn't until I got off birth control where I actually could even feel what people meant when they said listening to their body. Like I didn't even know what people meant. Like from a a cognitive place, I was like, okay, I get that. But then it was like, I got off birth control. And after a few months I was like, oh, this, I just feel it. I just know it. I just can't describe it. But there's this whole other like, hey, I'm home feeling. And what my work is with, you know, so many women and in my, in my own journey with myself is continually coming home to inhabit myself. Like that's what I'm doing. And then learning to bring whatever's home out into the world through my expression, artistically, creatively with relationships, every which way, hence this podcast. So You know, I really realized that, and I was thinking about just what birth control does for us and our bodies and how we are sort of like indoctrinated into the system of birth control, you know, and it was just so clear to me that as a woman, like our power lives in our ability to know things and feel things beyond the logical. Like full stop, that is like a huge piece of our power as a woman. And how we access that power is very much through the intelligence of our body. How that power and that knowing communicates with us is through our bodies. Our bodies house our energetic systems, which is how our bodies communicate is through energy. And our hormones govern this system, this body that we have. They govern our our energy. They govern how we feel, show up, operate, 
what, like, there's so much happening behind the scenes in our bodies as women. And like, honestly, I don't know how woo-woo you people are who are listening. I'm sure you're kind of woo-woo if you're here for me. But like, there's stuff happening in the cosmos during different parts of our cycles that we're not even consciously creating. It's just happening. Okay. And, you know, I, (laughs) it's funny with conversations like these, because we could have a very medical conversation about, you know, what hormones do to the brain, to our cortisol levels, how, you know, miss like, like how managing our hormones or manipulating our hormones with an outside source is interrupting the natural flow, which is impacting how our brain operates and how our ovaries communicate with our brain. And like, there is a ton of science, right? There's a ton of science to look at how, like, there's a ton of studies done on how birth control affects depression, like the medical dangers, blood clots, like there's so much. And something I've just like really um, let land for me in the last, maybe it's really just been the last week where I've just said, you know what? Like, I don't need to know all of that stuff. It's not my lane. You know whose lane it is? My brother's. Okay. I mean, not for the female reproductive system, but like, this is what I love about my brother is when it comes to health and the body and even things that are happening in the world, like this guy knows so much information. He loves reading scholarly journal articles. He loves reading different experiments. He does the research. For the life of me, that's not going to be me. It's just not. And I think for a long time, I thought it had, I had to have some sort of like understanding. And yes, there are, there are times when I do more digging and there are times when it's valuable to have some information to back certain things up to be able to have different kinds of conversations with people. So I'm not saying I just like I'm throwing out science and I'm throwing out research and data and all of that. But I don't need that to to say some of the things I want to say and to have the conversations I want to have. Because there's also a part of what I know that I can just fucking know That as a woman, if you are on hormonal birth control, your access to your deepest knowing and your biggest power is going to be limited in some regard. I just know it. And you don't have to believe me or agree with me, right? But I can say that. And I'm not telling anyone to go off it or to, you know, I'm not giving any advice here. And I guess like maybe I should put in a little disclaimer. This is not medical advice. <laughs> like this is not what I'm doing. But I am going to state what I know to be true. And I am going to open up a conversation about this because I know I'm not the only one who has who believes this, who's experienced this, and who wants to talk about stuff like this. Because this is a conversation that I think gets to have a bigger audience and is one that needs to be a bit more normalized. Because right now what's normalized is this idea that as a young woman in your teenage years, any type of symptom that you have that has to do with being a woman going through puberty or being a girl going through puberty, turning into a woman, um, should be and can be managed by birth control. That's what's normal right now. And I do have a very big problem with that because... 
birth control is not the answer. It is a symptom management tool that has a lot of alternative side effects and dangers and effects on us that we are not told. And we don't have the embody, we don't have the embodiment to even feel most of the time. Think about being a teenager. And as soon as you start to have hormonal fluctuations, you get your periods, things start to shift and change in your body, which is by the way, what's meant to happen. As soon as that gets too uncomfortable for you, you get rescued by our Western medical system, who, by the way, and when I say rescued, it's like in quotes here because they're actually not rescuing you. They're, they're temporarily rescuing you perhaps from those symptoms and they're profiting off of you and they're cutting you off from your power to some degree because our power lives in our wholeness. Our power lives in our ability to work with all the changing circumstances we experience in our lives from day to day. And many of those happen internally. And if we are never taught how to ride the waves of the consistent change that happens inside us as human beings, men and women, but especially women, if we're never taught that, how are we expected to actually be able to like do that later on in life? Puberty is an incredible training ground for young women to actually have an initiation into mature womanhood. And we actually get robbed in many ways from that opportunity because we go to fix very quickly. But birth control does not heal the root of any of the issues, quote unquote issues that we're experiencing during that time. It's an external management system. So I guess I'm pretty passionate about this. The more that I start talking about it. And, you know, who I feel emotion here because this is like a really deep collective wound of the feminine. The feminine as an energetic is in constant change. Like that's what it is. It's energy. Energy is never stagnant. And as a like global, as humanity, basically, we have a very underdeveloped feminine capacity and capacity to be with the feminine. We have like, like the feminine has been suppressed for quite a while. And I think at this point, everyone can acknowledge that. And, you know, what's funny, oh God, there's so many angles to go with this, but like the, even the feminist movement, right? It's like, well, when we look at the feminine, the feminine is chaos. It is change. It is death and rebirth. It's literally the feminine. And female bodies are designed by nature to be really good at that. 
We build a home in our wombs every single month and we destroy it. If that's the, like, that's the natural order of things, right? I'm not saying everybody does that, but that is like the natural order of the female body. So what happens in that? We also have a 28 day hormonal cycle, (laughs) which means how we feel, how our energy is, what our brain capacity is, what our magic is, is literally different every day and very different in like four distinct seasons of that cycle. And I'm just thinking about every teenage girl right now that gets robbed of the ability and the opportunity to learn that within herself because she's scared. Because she is scared of being different. She's scared of not being enough. She's scared of not being able to do enough when she has cramps or when her energy's low. She's scared of not fitting in if she has to miss school. She's scared of not being beautiful if she has acne. Like, like that is a crucial initiation opportunity for all women. And so many of us bypass that because we're given a pill. A 2011 study, here I am with the facts, I actually looked this one up because I wanted to say it. A 2011 study from the Guttmacher Institute showed that 58% of pill users use the pill for at least one purpose other than pregnancy prevention. And 31% of that 58% used it for cramps or menstrual pain. This is a big deal. This is a very big deal. Because what's happening is we have women now who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s learning for the first time how to be a woman. (laughs) It's 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s. Like, we're learning. Like, I'm just learning now at 34 years old, really, like, what it actually means to be a woman. That's been my journey over the last few years to actually love being a woman, to feel the power in that. I'm just learning that now. And we think as a culture, we're expecting by now I should have had however many babies and a husband and a successful career. Like, fuck no. And I'm not blaming this learning right now just on going on the pill. Like that's not like, that's not the, especially for me, like I'm going to share my story in a little bit. I'm not saying that that's the, like the thing, the main thing. And I'm saying it's a huge part of the conversation and the way we look at feminine power in our culture It's another way that reinforces the stigma or the story or idea 
that everything that happens within our wombs and pussies as a woman is irrelevant, if not a detriment to our success and our value. So I think I'm touching on something inside me that I haven't really touched on um, at this depth before. And I think, of course, because I'm bleeding. So for those of you who aren't really familiar about of some of the like things that happen when uh, and you're, you're in different phases, one of them, when you're on your period, there is definitely a deeper spiritual connection, a deeper connection with the earth, a deeper connection with your body, and also a deeper connection for me really collectively with the energy of like all the women that came before me and all the women that exist collectively. Like there's an energetic thread that feels like I can feel and touch specifically when I'm bleeding that isn't really there for me in other times or other parts of the cycle. So this is what we got during this uh, <laughs> period party. I'm feeling my, my own grief around really just learning some of this stuff recently. And I'm feeling the collective grief for sure. I'm feeling grief for like teenagers right now who are really confused or young women who are confused and who feel like they have no other option. Because I know there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of things happening with our uteruses that are in our ovaries physiologically that are really painful for a lot of women. I thankfully have never had them, but PCOS or endometriosis, like those are real things and you can heal from them. But a lot of people experience those and the pill becomes their savior. Whew. So I'm opening up dialogue with other women to share their stories simply because I believe these stories need to be shared. It's like the really simple act or the simple reason behind it. Um, so I share, you know, I think I totally went off tangent. I do that a lot, but I shared on social media last weekend, just the knowing that, you know, if you're wanting to access your deepest truth and internal knowing as a woman that you are limited, if you are on birth control, I shared that and it sparked some things. Some people were saying, you know, tell me more. I've been thinking about getting off. I've been feeling like I should, but I'm scared. A number of people have just felt like something's off and they think it's the pill or their IUD, but they're scared and so I just thought, you know, I wonder if there are other women who have been, especially if, if there's fear is the reason that people are staying on the pill, right? If that's the reason that you're choosing something, like we can work with that, you know, 
because you don't have to be scared. So let's, I was like, let's work with it. Like who's gone off? Let's talk about, cause I have my own personal experience, right? And what that feels like for me and what that is for me is going to be different than someone else. And I think there's a lot of common threads that I've already been hearing through women who have all gone off of it. And so I thought, why don't I invite women to share their story? And I think I have six or seven women who have so far said, yes, I'd love to share. So this is going to be a series, babies. It's going to be a series of interviews, of stories, of like all types of women and their experiences with their birth control and transitioning off. And I don't have any big agenda with it, you know, except this feels true for me to open up the floor for. That's it. And they're beautiful conversations for me to have. I've already had one of them. You're going to hear it on the next episode because I figured I should probably start this off with my story first and then do the interviews, but I've already had one. And it's like, beautiful to talk to other women about this stuff. It's really, really nourishing. So that's why we're here. And I'm really excited to just have these stories as like, kind of feels like it's either going to be a hug for some people or a little fire lit, you know, and it'll be whatever it is for you, right? So my invitation with this is to just Receive these as your system, body, heart, and soul wants to. And again, like this is not medical advice. It's not advice at all. It's just Katie speaking into a mic with things that she's passionate about and cares about and giving space for other women to do the same and to let their personal stories and their journeys around their bodies be shared as well. That's it. So I will touch a little bit on my story and just, you know, it's not a, it's not a big hero's journey, I will say. And I actually think that's kind of important because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who will say like being on birth control almost had me kill myself. Like I was suicidal. I was insane. It was, it was miserable. It was the worst thing. And like, thank fuck I got off, right? That's not my story. Like, my story was that birth control was mediocre. It felt like the only option. And I was on it from 18 until, I have to look back of when I actually officially went off. I think two years ago. So 18 till about 32, maybe 31, 32. So 14 years, I was off a couple times in between that's a long time. And I went through, I, I got on birth control because I started to have sex. Pretty simple. So I didn't have any crazy periods. I did have some painful ones, but nothing psycho. Um, and I went on because I, it was time to have sex and that felt like the only real option, like the safest option. So I got on, I think I went through a couple pills because I can't even remember what the first couple brands did. I don't know if I even started gaining weight because I know that was a big thing that happened to some of my friends. I think I just felt off maybe. I can't even remember, but I did shimmy around a few and um, found a brand that worked for a while 
And then, you know, Bob's your uncle was just on it for a long time. But some of the things that I experienced while I was on it was definitely um, a low sex drive at times, which I was wondering if it was from the pill. I don't actually know if it was. I mean, sexual desire is impacted by so many things. So um, I can, you know account for a number of different reasons why at that time I wasn't really feeling super uh, turned on in life in general and for my partner and, you know, all the things. But definitely, like, when I think about now, like, turn on and life force energy, like, it's all connected. So there was that. Um, But what I really started to notice, which actually had me really start to think about getting off, was probably within the year or two before I got off. So like, you know, in the last five years, I was with my previous relationship, previous partner. And every time I was going to get my period, so I was on the pill where I would take the sugar pills and I would get a period, which my friend Haley informed me wasn't actually a period. So I don't know if this is going to be like, shocking news for some people because I literally learned this like three years ago and I was like what when you have when you're on the pill and you take the sugar pills for the week or you just don't take the pill for the week and you get a period it's not a period because you didn't ovulate it's not even like the proper shedding of the lining it's like a withdrawal or something here's here's where I don't really know the science but I'm telling you it's not a real period I this whole time just thought it was a real period I thought oh let let me at least like it's great every month at least my body's doing its thing it's like no so I heard that from Haley but every time who by the way my friend Haley she is an incredible um holistic coach with the feminine who works very closely with hormonal health menstrual health um, womb healing, all of that stuff. So like she knows her stuff. And I, so I had, what would start to happen, right? And I was going to, I'll say like this relationship was not the most sturdy. Okay. So I do want to like account for that. Um, but every time in the late days leading up to my quote unquote period, I would go crazy, like psycho, like the insecurities that would flare up in this woman's brain. Oh my God. Like it was bad to the point. It got to the point at which I had to write a note card to myself to leave on my desk, to remind myself, to look at that, to go, you're like PMSing right now. This is not you. And because I literally felt like something had taken over. I literally felt like something had taken over and was it was bad. And I was not responsible for any of my emotions or my outbursts or my insecurities or anything. Just, you know, project that whole thing onto my ex-boyfriend. And um so that was one thing that was happening. And one thing, Haley, I, I did a masterclass of hers and she taught us about how in the luteal phase, which is like the sort of like 10 days or so leading up to your period after ovulation, 
energetically and hormonally things are shifting. And so one of the things that does happen is your kind of like ego shit comes to the surface. So your insecurities, your patterns, they do come to the surface. Your inner child stuff comes to the surface and truths that you've been suppressing come to the surface to be addressed. And this can be a really, really potent, powerful time of transformation if you meet them. And so I remember like hearing that and being like, oh my God, is all of this like that? But there was something inside of me that just was like, no, like, yes, this is your patterning, but this is beyond you. Like it just felt, I, I can't even like explain it. You know, like, it's just like a felt, it was just like, I just knew, I just knew this is not fully me. And so, um, that coupled with, I had had began my own awakening with my body and just like connecting with her and like being with her. And I just had this feeling of feeling of like, why am I putting this like external hormonal manipulator in, in her every day? Like this didn't, it just like didn't compute anymore, you know? And it wasn't like I started doing a ton of research or like I started like all the stuff I know now, I didn't even know all of that when I decided to go off. I just felt like this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And then I learned that you're really only fertile. Like the window in which you can get pregnant is like six days of the entire cycle. Yeah. Didn't know that either. So it started to be a really big, like no brainer that, okay, I'm going to have to get in touch with my cycle deeper. I'm going to have to track it. And there may be some days where I don't have sex or I take extra precautions with my partner, but like that is way better than, um, putting something in my body. I also wasn't having a ton of sex around that time. I will say that our sex life was not particularly, uh, abundant, (laughs) prosperous. It wasn't non-existent, but it wasn't like, like I want to, I do want to say that it made the decision also easier because it, it didn't feel like this huge thing where it's like, Oh, I have multiple partners or, or we're having sex all the time. It's going to be this big inconvenience. It didn't feel like that for me. And I just want to say that not that that can is like a factor to stop, but I want to be really transparent on what like the actual circumstances were for me at the time. So it didn't feel very inconvenient. It felt moderately inconvenient, but it felt completely like a no brainer. And so I went off and, um, I had a very smooth transition off in the sense that my period came back, like came online within like on time, I think within the first month or two. And honestly, to this day, my period has literally come within like 26 to I think last month was the only time it went up to like 29 or 30, maybe 31 days. But like almost to the day it has been since I got off two years ago. So it was a pretty seamless transition. And I want to share some of the things I noticed. One of the big ones was prior to my, so when I would hit my luteal phase in this new era, my inner child stuff would come out, truths would come up, ego shit would come up. And yet 
it felt like me. It was not the same. It felt like, oh, wow, here's my shit to look at. And I will say I didn't quite have that level of responsibility with it. Like now, I'll tell you guys the last like three days. I mean, I was depressed as hell on like Sunday, like cried. But it was like, oh, period's coming and some stuff needs to move. Oh, I've got some patterns that are showing up. I just like was with it, you know? Whereas um, I'm also single now, so I don't have to like deal with a lot of interpersonal patterns at this moment. It's a lot of like me with me. So I'm like forced to be responsible with it, but I'm not resisting it. And it did take some time to get to this place. So I wasn't immediately like that. And it's funny because I remember asking my partner at the time, I don't know how long I'd been off, but I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so much better. Have you noticed a difference in like how I'm being? And he was like, um, like it kind of feels the same. Like every time you're going to get your period, like I can tell, you know, like it's like, oh, okay. All this stuff's coming up. And it's interesting because on the outside, he couldn't quite feel the difference, but I could tell you like on the inside, it was like a whole other ball game. I was like, oh, okay, well that's actually good feedback. Cause I think I'm realizing I'm not being fully responsible with everything because I can feel like it's way different. It's like, there's no like freaking entity coming in and taking over. It's just, I'm meeting a bunch of shit that I need to look at. And so that was the biggest shift for me. And then as I've continued doing work with my body and myself and my like through my movement and just through like continually tending to her, it just feels like her and I are walking way more lock and step and we're just a team. And, you know, it, it's not, and this is actually like an important thing that I really want to highlight with stuff like this. Because I posted a TikTok kind of sharing my opinion on this stuff the other day. And, you know, one woman who was an old friend from high school who's been lurking in my social media popped onto my um, comments and was like, I went off birth control to have a family and I didn't feel one difference. So like your, your, uh, whatever you said basically doesn't make any sense. And so I want to, I want to be really clear, like it's not just one thing. Okay. And if you're not on a journey of like really feeling into your deepest truth and internal knowing and all the subtle energetic sensations of your body, you may not notice a difference going off birth control. Okay. So I want to make that really clear. It's not like this is the answer. And I think this is a paradigm shift we need to make because that's the old paradigm where one thing has like causation and it's the answer or it's not. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying to also just go off birth control. Like if you go off birth control and change nothing else about your life, everything's going to be better. I'm not saying that either. Like that's telling an alcoholic, like I really thought about this analogy. It's like me saying, Hey, if you want to live your most empowered, healthy, um, connected life, and you are consuming or addicted to alcohol and consuming alcohol on a very regular basis, you will be limited in that journey, right? That's, it's the same thing. 
Some people may not want to ever stop drinking. That's okay. And there are some people who are probably really far away from that and go, oh my God. But it doesn't make it any less true, you know? But also, it's not like you just take alcohol out of your life and change nothing else and everything's going to be better. No, you take out, al- like, you don't go to the bars with your buddies and watch the game sober right away and think like, oh yeah, this is great. No, you know what happens is you actually change the things you do. You do things that are more nourishing for your soul. You likely do some trauma work after you get sober because you realize you've been pushing down all your emotions and your pain for however many years. You make different kinds of relationships. Like everything changes and it's not just one thing. This is the same thing. Because if you go off birth control and you're actively having sex, you know what needs to happen. You need to get in better touch with your pussy and your, like your vagina and your cervix and like how it feels, the temperature, your cervical mucus, all of the stuff that we don't want to look at or be with that needs to be addressed. You need to get in a relationship with it. And I want to say I have a journey to go in terms of, cause I'm not, I haven't had sex in quite some time. So I'm not actively really in touch with like the physical and the like very specific windows for my fertility and whatnot right now. Um, so I think there's like a lot for me to keep learning about the physical nature of, and changes of my body at each part of my cycle. Um, but when you do that, you also inevitably Get in deeper connection with your body and in a, as a whole in general, right? And if you, you know, what I, like with my work, it's like embodied movement. It's listening to her. It's tending to her. It's feeling the sensations with her. If you're doing that as well, same thing. Like it's all interconnected as is everything, as is everything in our body. It's interconnected. Our nutrition, our physical movement, our emotional state, our nervous system, our mindset, our hormones. You cannot separate one thing and think that it doesn't affect everything else. That is the Western model and it's flawed. Like it just simply is. So, yeah. Do I have anything else to say about this? No, I think that there is a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said around um, how there's been this narrative that as a woman, our liberation has come from the birth control pill. And what I want to say to that is... First of all, the birth control pill actually affects the type of men that you're attracted to and it affects the way your brain operates. These are like these are like studied things, okay? So with that being said, if you think an external thing is giving you freedom and liberation, yet internally you are being manipulated, managed or controlled by a substance, in some way, or affected by a substance, you are not actually free. Your power does not live in choice if you cannot actually feel and make the most aligned choice for yourself. 
So that narrative is pretty bullshit. I do see how it's like, I'm not taking away from the movement of feminism that has happened and led us up until this point. So I want to make that clear. Okay. I want to make it really clear that, um, there are a lot of things around women embracing their sexuality and their, their freedom around that, that have been part of the natural arc. Right. But like our freedom doesn't live in our, also our ability to just have sex with whoever we want either. (laughs) Like our power does not live there. Our power lives in our ability to like really connect with the deepest thing here in this moment, hold it, act on it, follow it, trust it, receive it. Like that is a woman's power. And um, if you want to have as much sex as you want, you can do that without the pill. You just need to be more responsible. And if perhaps that actually makes you question the people you're having sex with simply because this deeper relationship will have you go, is this actually something that truly aligns with me or is it something that is a high value for me? Like maybe you shouldn't be having sex with that person. (laughs) Like it's, you know, it's, And it's not about right or wrong. It's just what is the like most true thing for you? That's it. And so again, I want to reiterate, like everyone is in a different spot on their path. This conversation is for those of you who want to be a part of it and who are open to this and who feel like there's something here for you with it. This is not here to convince anyone anything. Like I honor everyone's choices completely. So I just want to make that really clear as we venture into like a deeper conversation around this. I completely honor everyone's choices. And I will say choice is the thing that I really care about. And the more information we have, And the less that we are choosing out of fear because we think there are no other options, the more choice we have. So thank you for being here. And I'm super excited to see where this goes.